Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey through the Stargate, through SG-1, Atlantis and Stargate Universe. Destiny. The design is clearly ancient, launched hundreds of thousands of years ago. We were on a ship, but we have no idea where we are in relation to Earth. These are the wrong people in the wrong place. Shoot it. Why'd you do that? He told me to. I have a gun. What happened? Greer. Greer shot him. Each week, Alan and Mike will be following the adventures of the crew of the Destiny, along with one or two guest hosts. Join us for everything that is Stargate Universe. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 320. And welcome back to our semi-frequent visitor. Thank you. Good to be back here. Yep, welcome back to the show, Thomas. Thomas has joined us for the Stargate Universe episode Justice. A rather shocking episode for a Stargate series, it has to be said. Yes. I'm electric with anticipation. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those episodes where you always want it to be the first time you watch it. It might be for Alan. <laughs> Shouldn't be. I did watch it on broadcast. Oh, okay. I think there's some late season five, Buffy, I've never seen. That's picking a, a big sidestep to a different franchise. Yeah. If you'd have said, oh, there's a few Atlantis episodes I hadn't seen, a few SG-1 I hadn't seen, Buffy? It's in my eye line. No, oh, you got your box set on the shelf. Yes, i got all my box sets on the shelf, except the box sets I left in Finland. Will that be going back to Finland? These box sets, probably. Some of the Buffies are still shrink-wrapped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you see a shrink-wrapped Blu-ray on your shelf, you think, perhaps I should have bought it. I still have to finish Smallville. And shrink-wrapped seasons of Supernatural are a tradition for me at this point. By the time I get around to actually buying eight, I'll probably pick it up for a fiver. Considering you're now on, what, 12? I think I've already asked you that you will be doing the Supernatural bonus episode with me this year. And if I've seen it, that should be fine. If I haven't, give me a couple of weeks' warning so I can catch up. I said, then give you a month so you can catch up. So, anyone else sitting in A&E at 2.30 a.m.? Alas, we don't have friends who call us in the middle of the night to go and give them company. She didn't call. She messaged in the group hangout. Okay. I was sort of hinting. I was kind of saying, okay, getting dressed, ordering cab. And I was kind of half hoping that somebody else would say, I'm on my way. And then I was like, oh, well, I'm committed now. <laughs> or Grania came and took over for me at half two. And I do tend to say 2.30 over half two, because half two in Finnish parlance means 30 minutes beforehand. The past is not employed. Bizarre. Welcome to Finn Scandinavia. <laughs> so you said you head back to the land of gold in December? It seemed appropriate. Well, actually, my boss said he's willing to let me telewalk, but only if I commit to staying there until December. Well, I could leave in August and have no money, or I could leave in January... Uh, late December, and have 300 a week. And considering they used to survive for 400 a month, 300 a week sounds quite nice. Indeed. I have discovered, thanks to the joys of having to tether to my phone, what an episode of Netflix in HD actually consumes. A lot? About 1.5. HD to your phone? Seriously? No. <laughs> oh, tethered to your phone. Tethered to my phone, the PS3. Fair enough. I've discovered season five of Once Upon a Time that's popped up on my Netflix. Oh, it has? Yep. I don't know if it's on yours, but it's definitely on mine. I hope it comes to mine soon. I haven't seen it yet. I'm assuming Mike has, because I know he watches it. 
I just got through watching the first season of Shinara Chronicles. The what now? Shinara Chronicles. Oh, I'm sure that'll pop up somewhere. I think they just started season two, actually on TV. Oh, no, no, it's Dark Matter season. Has it? Yeah. Only a week beyond the States. I think I even tweeted Joseph Malops's uh, live tweeting on UK Sci-Fi. Mm-hmm. Although, why anybody ever does that? Because you're not, you're not concentrated on the episode if you're following Twitter at the same time. <laughs> Ingress update. What's been going on? We had an anomaly here. And how'd that go? We won, of course. The Shinara Chronicles. No, it's not showing up on European Netflix. Okay. But you know what it's based off of, right? I read the first five or six books, yeah. The first season, from what I understand, I haven't read all of them, but it's based upon the Elfstones of Sonora, that book. To be honest with you, after four or five, I felt it got a bit tortured. Tuning into Sci-Fi TV. Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm Brent Barrett. I'm Kevin Batchelder. I'm Wendy Hembrock. The Viewer's Guide to Genre Television. Welcome everyone to a special Supernatural-focused bonus Hello everyone, show. and welcome to The Fae Files. A family of podcasts for the genre-loving television viewer. Welcome to Saturday Bee Movie Reel. Hi everyone, welcome to The Study welcome Group. Welcome to the top genre characters of all time countdown. And tonight we're going to be talking about Game of Thrones Season 3. Find us at TuningIntoSciFiTV.com. Now that's interesting. I booked 2D Legends of Tarzan while I was sitting in A&E at about 1am on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. And I turned up last night, came in, sat down, faffed about on hangouts through the ads because one was still feeling ill and wanted help. And I was too tired to go over and do anything. And showed the first trailer, which was for Jason Bourne. And then it said, put your 3D glasses on. I'm thinking, huh? <laughs> I booked the 2D version. And it was in 3D, and I thought, A, I don't have my 3D glasses with me, and B, if I try and watch 3D when I'm this tired, I'm going to get a headache. So I left. And I've just got a calendar notification, 2D Legends of Tarzan, Thursday, which is probably 7.30pm, because my calendar is still synced to finish time. So did they rebook me? Or did I make a mistake and book it for Thursday night? They gave me the ticket. No idea. Strange. Will we continue? We can do. Okay, then. Tonight's episode, Justice, is taken from the Region 2 DVD. As you know, we all like to watch the, the same video. It makes syncing issues uh, less of a problem. I won't say it eliminates all the problems. Bizarrely, occasionally we do have sync issues when we're all watching the same video. Life is fun. We need, we need a good plumber. The runtime of this episode is 41 minutes, 49 seconds. Oh, God bless, pal. When I finish editing it, I think this episode is a couple of minutes too short. I should be using the longer episodes. SGU shorter than SG1 in Atlantis, but they seem to pack an awful lot in. Mm-hmm, they did. Indeed. Right then, we are all looking at a black screen with the counter set to zero. If, for a bizarre reason, you actually want to watch the episode along with us, set your video at the same place, and after Alan does his 3 to one countdown and clicky, press play, exactly what we'll be doing. Okay then. Done. 3, 12, at clicky. Destiny. The design is clearly ancient. Launched hundreds of thousands of years ago. Okay then, as per usual, I'll give the episode trivia to begin with while uh, Robert Carlyle is giving you a little bit of background information. Justice. Season 1, episode 10 of Stargate Universe. Gatecast episode 320. This episode was directed by Will Waring and written by Alan McCullough. Premiered in America and Canada December the 4th, 2009. In the UK, December the 8th. Australia, December the 11th, Germany, April the 11th, 2010, and Sweden, April the 30th. 
quite a few uh, familiar shows with episodes of the same name. Smallville, Law and Order, TNG, Rogue, Red Dwarf, Bonanza, Rescue Me, Cold Case, Camelot, and Revenge. A little flashback of Young roughing up Spencer. Mm-hmm. Uh, sweet potato. Is it a sweet potato? It's a sweet potato. It's been soaked in beetroot juice. Ah. <laughs> they've really got no choice at the moment. Any planet that looks like it's got edible food, they've got a nab and take the yeah. mush they're eating. So why is Greer eating it? Somebody's going to be first. Analysis we did on the planet when we dug the first ones up. Just make sure it was safe. It's safe. It's safe. Come on, Greer. You can do it. You never ask anybody to do what you wouldn't. This scene reminds me of that one from The Matrix. You know, when we were eating that piece of steak. Ah, the expression on his face. Chewing with obvious relish. I'm sure it's not very good, then. It's sort of like between soup potato and beef. Ah, probably not. Now that is one sweet potato. (laughs) (laughs) Potato. (laughs) (laughs) If you know what's coming, you're thinking, you Uh, bastard. Ah, yeah. (laughs) Look at him. Ravenous beast. Oh. oh my god. Alright, you're gonna be sick. It will keep us alive. Becca, boil them up, mash them up, and serve them up. Yes, sir. Greer is a realist. Yeah. No matter what it tastes like, it will keep you alive. It's minerals, vitamins, sugars, proteins. Basically, carbohydrate. Mm-hmm. Sergeant Spencer, you have KP duty and you are late. Well, the first indication that something's wrong. Spencer's not reported for KP. He's really playing this up. First they shoot me, now they feed me the sweet potato. I do not have time for this, Sergeant. Let's go. I like the effect on the wall. Oh, dear. Yeah, it looked real smart, didn't it? That second effect on the wall didn't look so pretty. <laughs> no. This doesn't look good. Doesn't look good at all. Especially since throughout the first nine episodes, they've been showing him taking some sort of medication. Mm-hmm. And he took the last pill, the last episode. Ah, oh, can't be good. You don't really think anything had shocked Greer, but it's obviously disturbed him. No. Boot camp, you have plenty of opportunity to learn from your mistakes. Colonel Young, this is Sergeant Greer. Go ahead. I'm in Sergeant Spencer's quarters. He did not show up for duty. I came by to check up on him. Greer, what is it? He's been shot, sir. He's dead. Okay. <laughs> cue credits. Short bit they are. Okay, cue credit then. <laughs> Got to approve that when you're running for your life and grabbing supplies, you take a body bag with you. Always. Be prepared, you never know. When did it happen? Rager said I'm pretty good, but not completely. Get a, get a thermometer, stick it in his liver. Yeah, a liver probe, come on now. Yeah, come on. We've, we've all seen, I was going to say Quincy then, but yeah. <laughs> half the audience go, oh. <laughs> Based on the blood splatter on the wall and the position of the body, I'd say he was sitting on the edge of the bed. Suicide. Why was he even allowed access to a gun? He's a soldier. That's why he's got a gun. Not rocket science. Look, you're all Americans. If you start denying people guns... That it wasn't suicide. What are you talking about? Do you see a gun? Ooh, good point. They're all standing there and only Greer thinking, where's the weapon? Yep. That is normally a critical part of a suicide. Mm-hmm. Unless the uh, 
the victim has really <laughs> set up and wants to really screw somebody over. Everybody looking at everybody else. So any suspects? Good question. Well, excuse me for being blunt, but there is a killer on board the ship. You might think Rush is trying to steer things up a bit. Do we have any idea who did this? I don't know. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. It's unbelievable. Is it? A bit more sane these days than he was handled up so back. Yes, getting through his coffee addiction, fixing his glasses. He's all calmed him down. He's kind of, he's more grounded now than he was. Like I said, I've been watching season five of Once Upon a Time and I've been seeing him as gold or as rumple. And I'm trying to jive that interpretation with this one. They're very similar. Not season five, Robert, trust me. She tolerated him. All right, so no one could stand the guy. Does not make it okay. I didn't mean to suggest that it did. What I do suggest, however, is that Colonel Young, you should try and find out who this killer is as quickly as possible. And with one simple statement, he puts all the pressure on Colonel Young and none of himself. The guy knows how to manipulate people. This is never a, never good when you have a meeting like this. Mm-hmm. It's always, ba- always bad news. Don't anybody cheer. As I am sure many of you have already heard, Sergeant Spencer was killed last night. He signed the weapon out of the equipment lockup yesterday and the 9mm handgun was not returned and is still missing. I'm aware of how extremely disturbing this is for all of us. And where the hell did you say it? I guess so we can see if somebody will bring it forward. Lieutenant Scott, Eli, Mr. Brody, Lieutenant James, and Dr. Park were together playing cards in the mess at the time of the murder. They can all corroborate each other's stories, which gives them an alibi. As usual with this sort of scene, both the cameramen are operating handheld cameras just walking in and around the crowd. They even had to build some ramps and ledges so they could get the uh, shoulder height shots. There's still a lot of work goes in to make something look, you know, casual and simplistic. That is why I am turning over full control of the investigation, Lieutenant. Sort of offhand. All right, we are going to do a room-by-room search, starting with quarters, until the weapon is found. Now, everyone needs to stay here until that search is complete. So even the paranoia between some of the civilians... Yeah, Franklin, thank you. Franklin was going to come forward straight away. First you shoot me, now you want to search my room. Fair enough. So there's some of the cast here in the background that you don't see. I'm guessing they're just extras, or are they... Yes, if you add up all the faces that you see, you realise there's a lot more than 80 people on this ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, okay, uh, it'll, it'll take all day that way, but we can uh, we can do two at a time, if that's what you want. Uh, you two, follow me. Everybody's suspicious of everybody else. Somebody was murdered, of course they are. And Young even said, you know, I don't have an alibi because I was in my room asleep, so can't cast the blame off of him. You can't lock those doors, can you? Uh, yes, they can be locked, because obviously from the control room, but whether they've got individual locks, I'm not sure. It is awful dark in those rooms. Yep. Franklin has got a big chip on his shoulder, but when it comes to searching people's rooms, he's got the right idea. It's got to be somebody looking over their shoulder. Guess I should be thankful there's no cavity search. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure up, Franklin. Hey, we don't like this any more than you do. Right. Is that the bullet hole in his back? Looks like it. From the blood that came from it. They must add opportunity to wash the clothes. If nothing else, get in the shower at least. Yeah, there's nothing here. You can just stay here now until the all clear. 
That was Dr. Fisher, played by Yuzette Yorg. I'm not really sure how much we see her in the show. She's a fairly new Canadian actress. But you shouldn't lose sight of the obvious. What are you talking about? Sergeant Greer has to be your number one suspect. And this is the annoying bit. We have an episode where we actually like... Yes. I was listening to Scott and Eli. They build Camille up to be a bit of a bitch at first. Then they mm. drop that episode on us and mm-hmm. that all gets washed away. Now she's back. He's one of the few people we can eliminate as a suspect. She's letting her dislike of Greer cloud her judgment. Colonel Young, come in. What is it? Will Weir in the director says he loves shooting in that Apple Corps room. So much opportunity for good camera angles. Well, I don't know, actually. I'm good work today. Where are you? The control interface room. Look, I've come across some very interesting data. We're supposed to be here waiting with the rest of us. Colonel, obviously neither one of us has anything to do with this business. Well, that's not the point. And the red flag should be flying. Mm. All the people who were told to stay, only one has gone walking off by himself. And the daft thing is, because it's Rush and because he's an awkward bleeder, what else would he do? Mm-hmm. They're not surprised he walked off. Go ahead, Lieutenant. You're up, sir. You want to be here or...? No, no, you go ahead. I'll, uh, I'll wait here. Yeah, I've got nothing to hide. So you think. <laughs> Nudie pictures of the lieutenant. <laughs> yes, his uh, cabin is a lot neater than Franklin's. I wonder if it's the actual captain's cabin. Uh, all right, there's obviously nothing here. Let's move on. Scott's in and out straight away. you like, come on. Uh... What is it? How could Eli see that? Maybe he heard it rattling. Why is the pressure on the air conditioning that high? It did seem to be wobbling. Yeah. I'd buy it if Eli says, we've got to check the vents. On all the TV shows, you check the vents. Okay then, what's going through the minds of Scott and Eli? Gotta have some doubts. Where was it? Uh-huh. <laughs> and at this point, of course, Young would walk in see that no he's been set up mm-hmm. the wheels will be turning options being raised what should he do mm-hmm. you don't believe I put it there do you no sir of course not somebody's trying to frame me Eli right right so this is what I've been thinking we say that we found it in a storage room only the person who hid it in there will know any better we, maybe we can smoke him out that way uh are we sure that that's a good idea he did not kill spencer eli i'm not saying that he did like this but is we, obviously we... someone trying to undermine the colonel's authority we cannot let that happen eli's right eli looks incredibly skeptical actually you should be fortunate that scott doesn't shoot him and blame everything on him she'll know what to do sir i can't investigate myself but then you can't be asked to investigate your immediate superior officer that leaves ray we got to play this by the book. Well, with all due respect, sir, if the book covers this, I missed it. Lieutenant, I need you to listen to me. Something's going on here. If we get caught in a lie now, this is going to turn into a bigger mess than it already is, right? So I need everything above board, out in the open. That is in order. The commentary for this episode. Quite a bunch this week. Will Waring, uh, Louis Ferreira, Brian J. Smith, Jamil Walker-Smith and uh, Elise Levesque. They all crammed into Louis' house just after the season one had wrapped to record this commentary. Elise said she'd seen Eli's outfit in a Halloween store. <laughs> like a little of the red t-shirt and all that. Simplistic, and if people are Stargate fans, they'd recognise it. Hmm. 
That's something I've also liked to see. They use the keynote like a long shot before they enter a scene. Instead of just, you know, starting the scene off as a close-up like they do now. I find that hard to believe. Have you contacted Earth yet? I was just about to use the communication stones. Well, whatever your uh, superiors advise, we are on our own out here. Oh, he's, he's being so helpful, isn't he? Yes, very. <laughs> and that strange thing, I think Rush wouldn't believe that Jung would do something like this. Or at the very least, if Jung had, he wouldn't try to hide it. Rush has a, a good character, something wouldn't believe. Yeah, the fact that Camille hadn't already contacted the IOA as soon as this happened, the fact that Rush had to bring it up. Yeah, pretty sharp Disney plan there. Always. That's yeah, pretty hard to miss. I didn't do it. <laughs> Such sincerity. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, it looks like I'm going to have to clear my name before I can find out who did. Uh, I don't understand. Ray used the stones, please, to talk to her IOA superior. She came back authorized to hold an evidentiary hearing on the matter. Uh, Young is probably making the right choice here. Chloe has at least got very high education background, even if she didn't study law at Harvard. All right, out of the picture to the chat. I haven't got time to look at that, and I'm actually watching the show. Young trying to do the right thing for the right reasons. This is about more than that. But the point is, if she's going to be the de facto prosecutor, I'm going to need a defense. So... Chloe begins to panic. Me? You went to Harvard. Political science. This is more politics than law. I would think Lieutenant Scott or... I don't or... want it to seem like the military against the civilians. Good point. And, well, Lieutenant Scott. No, nah, I don't think so. Doctor, have you ever seen Colonel Young attack one of his own men before? I, I wouldn't call him an attack. Now, this is Franklin. Even if he's being honest, he's not going to be good for the defence. He was defending me. Have you ever seen Colonel Young have any kind of physical confrontation with one of his men? No. But I'm not military... And that looks like a, a Klingon gavel, not a Kino. Huh. They like a big ball to bang. Yeah. Look, Spencer was out of control. He had to do something. Did he? He's doing a runner. Get him. <laughs> I don't think he can get very far. It's not that big. You see, he's telling the truth. He's being honest. He wasn't trying to put the knife in, but simply by saying he had no choice, he had to do something. Well, from the bright side, there's fewer drains on resources now. Yes, and if somebody actually says we're going to have a barbecue tonight, don't eat anything. <laughs> this is the episode of Law and Order. We have 40 minutes where the defendant gets shredded on, on the stand and then there's a surprise witness right at the end, mm -hmm. proving he was innocent all along. Zombie Spencer? <laughs> yeah. I think he just wanted to let off steam. Do you remember him saying that if things didn't improve, he was going to have to take drastic action? When people are always looking to spin off for Stargate, something procedural, could that happen? What, the, the Stargate version of Jack? Why not? I mean, that's something they talked about with Star Trek as well, you know, looking for different ideas to uh, expand the franchise. Has Beyond Episode 1 been released yet? Not that I'm aware of. Now it's next year. I shall download it. Or, if I'm actually making decent money, I might just subscribe to HBO Nordic. I think it's going to be on the CBS, whatever their proprietary service is. Okay, we're going on a tangent, but an update, Star Trek series, which will be on CBS in America, will be on Netflix for the rest of the world. They may have believed they had no choice. Well? 
Well, that would be pure speculation, and I'm having none of it. Didn't stop him from saying it out loud, did it? You sure there's nothing in the Kino footage? I, I've confirmed alibis for half a dozen or so people. I haven't found anything that helps the Colonel. You found an empty bottle of sleeping pills in Sergeant Spencer's quarters, didn't you? Yes. Did you know he was taking them? That's a big bottle. So they're all sleeping yeah. pills. I thought they were some sort of antipsychotic or something. His actions and mannerisms seem to indicate a breakdown far more severe than lack of sleep. Well, it wouldn't be lack of sleep. It would be withdrawal from probably dopamine inhibitors. Of course, it, just because the bottle says it's sleeping tablets doesn't mean those what it contained. Yes. In fact, all the physical evidence, the blood spatter, the angle of the wound, the position of the body, it was all consistent with suicide. Yes, but you're not a forensic scientist. No, but I've seen gunshot suicides before. And in those cases, was the gun ever absent when the body was found? No, but it's obvious that someone planted it. It's not up to you to speculate. Isn't is it true, Lieutenant, that if we were on Earth, there is a simple test you could do to determine if Sergeant Spencer had fired that gun? You see, Camille, she's getting annoyed. Stop asking reasonable questions. We're here to railroad him. Mm -hmm. But we don't have the necessary equipment on Is it possible that a forensic scientist from Earth, say using the communication stones, might have been helpful even without the special equipment you're talking about? Ms. If we hadn't handled the weapon or contaminated the crime scene... Yeah, but whose decision was it to have us investigate this ourselves? Miss Ray, I think it was my turn to ask questions. What are you doing? <laughs> Interrupting her. Go for it, Chloe. <laughs> Test. Yeah, and if well, it says if we were on Earth and we had access to a, you know, a shore patrol or police department, we could do this sort of thing. Yes, expert or no expert, without any actual forensic equipment or facilities, is it possible to know for certain what really happened? I don't think so. I think it's time that uh, we take a short recess. We'll uh, resume in an hour. Thank you. <laughs> Parliamentary procedure, if you please. Now, this is an interesting idea. Could they bring a pathologist to inhabit TJ's body and actually do some mm. sort of autopsy? It's certainly something they explore later in the series. Mm -hmm. I know we do bring on experts periodically. I don't think Colonel Young is so far above reproach as you seem to think he is. Oh, well, you're the human resources person. You would know all about that. In fact, you probably know more about every person on this ship than anyone. If we're throwing due process out the window, who do you think did it? We'll just go with that. Chloe's not happy now. Catfight. Mm-hmm. We will find somebody guilty. Somebody's got to be guilty. Which one? Yeah, come on, Camille. You've been charged. You take the responsibility for all these people's lives. That's crazy. Well, let's face it. How well do any of us really know the man? She wants to gather all the evidence she can and then put it to a vote. What, like a jury? No, everyone. I'll put it this way. He's the ranking military commander, and you are not all under martial law at the moment. I'm sure. If it was Greer in charge, as we are seeing now, he, he believes in the more direct approach. All right, take it easy, Greer. This is my rule. Sergeant. Lieutenant. This is what they used to do to guys like me for looking at white women the wrong way. Now, you think I'm going to hang back and let this go? <laughs> We're with you, boss. I'm sure Topper was talking about Rush not being a story, or not young. That came out of nowhere, didn't it? I mean, and, and you suddenly you realise, oh, God, he's right. Yes, if it comes to a jury trial, though, just remember who's who's in charge. Well, that's just the governing solvent, then you have no clue. 
<laughs> don't like that. <laughs> you sure about that, sir? I, in return, will be stepping down. From this moment on, she is in command. Uh, personally, I think that announcement has gone down like a sack of bricks. Nobody seems to be very happy about that, and I'm pretty sure when push comes to shove, neither will Camille. Oh, the open door policy. I never trust the manager who says my door is always open. Yeah, the morning when on it. I find managers who tell me the door is always open generally close it after I've been working with them for about three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that could just be you, Alan. <laughs> Oh, that's the whole idea. <laughs> if you actually have an open door policy, then I feel toward it. I feel free to wonder it ten times a day. She's so surprised. Um, okay. Oh dear. Yeah. Wait for it. Yeah. Rush made his play almost straight away as soon as Camille became in charge. Let me do my job, and I won't bother you, and I'll take all that responsibility off your shoulders. And he's been working on all his staff. You know, with the benefits that Jay could bring. How easy it would be, how simple it would be, knowing that there's going to be somebody desperate enough to take the risk. Every time it's ever been tried, it's close to death. Who's tried it? General Anil, for one. And he survived. We don't have little grey aliens to set things right this time. No, we don't. But this is an alien model of that same device. Possibly a prototype. Built very early in the revolution. In my experience, the 1.0 version is usually the most buggy. It's also the simplest. I mean, it's really simple. Maybe it just... Uh, I listened to uh, the Fifth Race episode from uh, There's No Place Like Terror today. <laughs> Great episode. And enjoying the podcast. This knowledge of this ship we need. Oh. <laughs> Evil. Evil. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find out. Get back to Earth one day. Then I'm convinced that this chair is the only way to do that. Maybe there's a way of choosing what information gets downloaded. Or maybe it's just a matter of slowing down the download so it can be cut off. He is incredibly friendly when he wants to be. He is a real phenomenal manipulator of people. Mm-hmm. Even when they know better, they know what he's like. At the moment, they're all eating out of his hand. I'm not sure. See, they've got him thinking. Volunteers, anybody? Do the world. Try it out. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like the sort of overtime you quote volunteer unquote for. Uh-huh. <laughs> Obviously, I can't do it because I'm too short and we haven't got any cushions I can sit on, so anybody taller? These people need a real leader, whether they like it or not. Maybe, Lieutenant, nobody signed up for this and I can't just assume they're going to follow my orders and I can't rule the ship by force. I mean, I won't. That is a very important point Jung is making. All right. You tell us that Ray's in charge, that is fine. But as far as me and Tamara and the enlisted personnel are concerned, you are still our commanding officer, and nothing is going to change that. Mate, they're already divided. Yeah, they're already divided, but almost as much as you can. <laughs> yeah, that's a subtle distinction there. <laughs> I'm sure you could. They mentioned in the commentary that a lot of this shot later on the second unit, and he said Scott's speech was different. I couldn't really go into much details, because I couldn't really remember it. <laughs> It's one of the things, you you know, you realise when you ever hear actors interviewed and realise, you know, they're filming three or four episodes at the same time over over nine months and a lot of it becomes a blur. You know, even Richard Dean Anderson, you know, don't tell me an episode title, just try to describe what I was doing at the time. If Rush thought it was safe, he'd be sitting there right now. That is hard for an actor to exactly which I really wouldn't. Yeah. I guess you're not as naive as you might think. Nah, Rush is due to relieve me at 2300. If I wasn't here, I'd never hear the end of it. 
Huh, Rush doing the night shift. Amazing. Maybe you could go to the mess and get me some of Becker's alien mashed potatoes. <laughs> uh, warning! Warning! Nobody's that starving. Okay. You got it. You need that mess of thing? You haven't even got any soy sauce or anything to put on them. Salt? And they got salt. Look in his eye. Yeah, so he's uh, gonna do something stupid, unfortunately. Gorgeous close up as the destiny flies by. He's not gonna tell somebody those things, is he? You realise how many. You've got to really share books as well, because they couldn't have brought that many with them either. This is Eli. Anybody on this channel? I, I need help. Eli, this is Young. What is it? I have a medical emergency. I need help now. What's going on? I don't know yet. Uh oh. Oh, that, does, that doesn't look good. The lighting is really stark. Is it mm. drilling into his head here? Yeah. How long has he been in here? I, I, I went to the mess for five minutes, and when I got back, he was already in the chair. <laughs> He's You almost feel sorry for Franklin. He's really been put through the ringer. Mm -hmm. Well, the convulsions have stopped, but he's completely unresponsive. He's basically in a deep catatonic state. Is there anything you can do for him? We could try a high dose of lorazepam, see if it'll bring him out of it, but I'm flying blind here. Do it. But Rush got there very quick. <laughs> I me? look at Rush. Rush is just completely uh, ambivalent. So, why can't I want to be in a deep catatonic state. <laughs> To be fair to TJ, even if she had a fully equipped medical facility, she couldn't do anything for him. She's not a doctor. She's certainly not a neurosurgeon. She's only a medic. Surprisingly, what she is able to do. She can do the field equivalent of a band-aid. We were there to was there. In fact, you made sure determine of it by the feasibility of only accessing You wanted somebody there. You're going to you wouldn't have the guts to do it yourself! Both of you, stop! It was under my authority, so ultimately it's my responsibility. I know. Yes. Wasn't my fault. I wasn't there. And it's interesting. Does do you think Rush actually believes that he's not responsibility? Oh dear. Wow, look at the faces. Alright, we need to talk. Play me a dirge, matey. We've got those things running day and night all over the dang ship and you were telling me not one of them saw something, no. anything out of the ordinary. No! I, I've been over it twice. There's nothing there. Look again. Matt, he was framed. Eli, we are going to find out by who, we're going to put a stop to it. Wheels in the hot seat now. Yep. The reason Young's probably thinking, I've been such a hard ass, is I've been controlling some of these people. you got to wonder, though, how long have they been there? And did everyone bring a shaving kit? Because most of the guys should have beards by now. Perhaps, you know, like they've got those electrical plates that recharge the devices. There's one electric razor. Electric razors do not leave your skin that smooth. No. Only a blade will. Look, let's just go with it, because you start worrying about toothpaste and toilet paper and all other sort of other things you don't really want to go into. Actually, I hadn't actually considered that. Thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> yeah, there's no three seashells in this uh, universe. That's uh, unlike Demolition Man. You never did explain that. No. They left that vague. Sergeant Greer. May I have a moment of your time? I have to get down to the gate room. We're ready to send a team to the next planet. Hello. Trick or treat. So this will be the first gate job they've done under the new management. 
and she's kind of changed the rotors, brought different people into a company of the civilians. I didn't notice his pockets were slanted. Use your thing, flat across. That's what I thought. I can see the reasoning behind it. It kind of goes with the line of the uniform more, but whether it's practical or not, I'm not sure. Does that make it easier to get your hand in? Small items out. Easier to go ahead and straight up and down. Yeah. Did you think you'd do something while the bat was turned to him? <laughs> you see? Don't like the meal anymore. All right, it doesn't look like there's much vegetation around the gates, so you may have to widen your search. <sighs> Lieutenant James and Airman Rennie will be providing security, but you're in charge. Airman. Airman Rennie, Ronald Thompson, Canadian actor. Recently been in Supernatural and iZombie. Yay, iZombie. He's scientist in charge, not the both good and bad. Wait, what? Sorry. Well, I should have caught it. What? You have to look close. Ah, finally. At least he's admitted he's made a mistake. But there's nothing there. Look at the time codes. Although, I've got to, you've got to give him credit for actually spotting it. You have to go through the line after line. That is a deletion. I wouldn't have even noticed it except it caused a minor glitch in the code. It's from the exact time that Spencer was shot. So the keynote did pick up something. It must have. But if it's deleted, how does that help us? Because whoever did this was good, but not good enough. What? What they couldn't have known is that I always back up the last two days of footage on my hard drive. Why? Hmm. Undeleted? Yeah, it's not something anybody on the ship could do. Not, I mean, Eli kind of guards this portion of the technology mm -hmm. like it's his own invention. It's a job for life, really, <laughs> when you think about it. Yeah, I movie. <laughs> yeah, but that's an oh, that's a big ad for ASUS and Alienware. And as as it said in Wiki, would Apple supply iMovie to a third party vendor? Okay, then you can tell by the music and the expression on Scott's face that they've found the evidence that they need. But we are left in the dark. Oh, that's a dry planet. Not much vegetation. Hope you brought your bucket and spade. Tell you, if I could change one thing about the day we escaped from Icarus, I would have worn better shoes. Really? Not desert, but not exactly. Uh, that's Dr. Kane, Ty Runyon, another Canadian actor. Another actor who's also been in Motive recently. Pretty much everybody in this episode. Look at that, you sat down to take your shoe off and you missed seeing this for the first time. Oh, dear. Spoke too soon. Oh, something here doesn't match the Ah, it's big. Not by spaceship standards. Oh, they're making you wait for the full reveal. It's not that impressive. An alien ship? Are you sure? That's what he said. Well, <laughs> I would be wrong. Just over two hours. I'm on my way. He's not going to miss this. <laughs> Sod this work. <laughs> not now. I have to get to the planet. I can wait. Look, they found the remains of a crashed alien ship. There's very little time before we jump back to FTL. Now, interesting question. Do you think Destiny was aware of the ship? Because she normally jumps out of FTL when there's a reason. Haven't slept much since. I don't think we should be thankful for Spencer for doing this. Didn't even know, but he left a, a video log. Sergeant Spencer and Josh Blacker, nine episodes of Universe. And this is his final appearance in the show. Wow, that's dark. 
I'll give Spencer this. He's going out in his own way. No compromises. Sorry. Oh, even rain, even rushed slightly. No, oh, it's one. It's one thing to see the aftermath. I imagine it's something totally different to see the act. The point is, it wasn't there when Greer found the body, so we know someone took it along with a gun. Who would have these skills to delete the file from the mainframe? It's not that hard, really. Anyone with basic knowledge of the ship's computer, uh, at least a dozen people, if not more. <clears throat> Colonel, I'm sorry. I, uh, I, I don't know what to say. How about I resign? We should recall the team from the planet. No, no, we can't do that. Over a dozen planets, we haven't had a single indication of advanced technology up until now. It would have been better if he says only someone with, yeah, extremely good knowledge. Accessing the system is easy. Actually, deleting contents is a little more difficult. Level four clearance or something like that. Yeah. Ever the pragmatist. He's dead. He's not going anywhere. Let's go see this alien spaceship. Yeah. Young's back in command. Let's go. Not that he ever really left. That look that Rush has received from Young. Yeah. One huge bluff. First time you're watching this, you know, oh, no evidence. Fortunate for whoever did it, but this is all playing out according to a plan. Fortunately, there's a hatch not buried. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not ancient. That much we figured out. The material and the design is completely different. It's not emitting any radiation or EM fields. It's basically dead. You been inside? Look at it. It looks like a hatch. We haven't figured out how to get in. We we'll probably have to cut it open. How much time would that take? More than we have. They actually built this ship, or at least what you can see, with plywood and styrofoam. This is a, a gravel pit just outside of uh, Vancouver, obviously. Obviously. All right. I'm willing to push it if you are. Take your team and head back to the gate. They had to paint out a lot of the trees that surrounded it. Sure? This was uh, actually took up a lot of the, the preparation for the episode, finding this location. Mm-hmm. Well, it was aired enough to match. Yeah. Rush is pretty desperate to get into that hatch. I'll give him that. Uh, he's a curious little bugger. You know, Volker was right. This is unlike any other kind of alien technology we've encountered before. If they're indigenous to this part of the universe, they might be willing to trade. Knowledge, information. There has to be a way in. I know it was you. Come on, let's see Rush swinging on it. <laughs> the impression there's a filter on that camera. Not a major one, just a mild one to make it look more yellow than... Yeah, probably colour correction in post though, rather than direct. But modern HD video cameras, they can do all sorts of things, you know, on the fly. What me, dearie? I had the shot. I went to investigate. And I found him. And then you, uh, you decided to frame me for murder. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> They've got to be careful about these keynotes. Yeah. After all, Dr. Park made a rather revealing video when she re- didn't realise the camera was still running. <laughs> the idea was to create just enough doubt to get you to step aside. That was the idea. Are you the wrong man for the job, Colonel? I love Young. He can be so friendly at times. And here, oh, we're friends, we're best mates, no problems, is it? Just a jape, just a bit of fun. You resigned your position as SG leader because you didn't want to make the hard decisions. 
the life and death decisions. When that makes you a liability. It was for the good of the mission. I'm not proud of what I did. He's wanting somebody besides Young that he can do freely his own. I know you understand. Let's go and have some sweet potato. I think it may have more to do with the fact that uh, we were having an affair with DJ at the time. Mm. Liability. Those rusty things and just basically black and white, that's it. Yeah, he can justify anything in his own mind. And that makes him incredibly, incredibly dangerous. Ooh. Now, I want to give credit to Rush here. Because he's down, he got hit three times. Like you said before. He's asked the app. He grew up, you know, relatively poor compared to a lot of people. You know, he had to fight and work his way up to get a good education. So perhaps he did learn street fighting. Mm-hmm. We'll never be done. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> See, normally it's the other way around when it comes to uh, Scottish folk. <laughs> Yep, that's why it's referred to as a Glasgow handshake. <laughs> we shouldn't have left them there. What, so we could get stuck there too? No one is stuck? Not yet. How much time? 20 seconds. Now, I don't know if this is good or not that he chooses to leave him there rather than kill him. I know it's the pirate way, but if Young starts walking around with a stuffed parrot on his shoulder... Yeah, she looks a little worried. You know, Martin's back in charge. She's going to explain all this. Neither of them return. Colonel? Where's Rush? He didn't make it. Well, I'm sure... Oh! <laughs> See, that's an exit. Mm-hmm. Leave them asking for more. So, uh, we just stayed too long. On the way back, Rush tripped himself up, started a rock slide. I was ahead, but I just, I barely made it through. <laughs> of course, Raskin is now. What the? Oh, heroic date. Interesting story. I've informed the crew of the new evidence that's come to light. Since you've been completely exonerated, obviously you should resume your duties as commander. Tomorrow. You need to rest. She can be in charge. You really didn't have much choice since you became the mouthpiece for Let's Lynch Young. Why don't we go with co-captains? What's about? That last day in office, you can do all sorts of things. What's about like when we had civilian oversight at the SGC and on Atlantis? Things tend to be more militaristic and not by the book. Yeah. Now he's going to confide in Eli. Not really a good idea. The rest of the Kino footage. Even Scott didn't see it. I want you to make a copy for me. Put it on this. And then delete it from your hard drive. The only reason to have that is in case he comes back. What is the reason? At this point, you think Roshi's never coming back. And that does he think he might get home one day? So he'll need that as proof just in case anybody raises a question mm -hmm. what really happened. You never can tell, can you? Some people got to have doubts. It's a bit of a coincidence. If nothing else, Eli will think this is a bit weird. What Eli's thinking is, hey, I'm chief scientist now. <laughs> yeah, but there's no there's no bump in pay. One extra sweet potato a week. Joy. And... This is beautiful cinematography. Look at that. Ooh. 
not that I'm implying the camera's just panned up and there it is, but that is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Alone on an alien world. Now what? <laughs> yeah, that's a point to show your anchor sequence. That's mm -hmm. where you take your mid-season break. <laughs> you leave people hanging for three months, they're going to be screaming. So, ten, yeah. That's probably is the mid it is the mid-season break. I won't count. <laughs> okay, Justice. I'd say a rather bleak and dark episode when you look at it in the bigger picture. They were just trying, you know, just bringing a bit more humour into the show, a little more action, uh, getting things ticking over nicely. It didn't turn into a, a procedural, but it certainly became a lot more serious. Very. And while you didn't see the uh, suicide being leading up to that, or some sort of psychotic break where Spencer went crazed, they could have had him, the lone gunman, shooting down a few people and then taking the bullet to the head. Although they probably thought that may have been a bit too dark for Stargate. Yeah, I mean, he could have thought, some people here I definitely don't want to survive. Or, I like these people, I'm going to give them a quick death rather than the slow one they'll get otherwise. Yeah, either one, it literally could have been. He was in that state of mind where pretty much anything he did, you, you could understand why he got to that point. Mm -hmm. A lot of sleeping pills, and I'll have to do a correction on this, contain diazepam, pan, that kind of thing. So it's not just a sleeping pill. It's a relaxant, it's a tranquilizer, it acts as a mild antidepressant, so... Withdrawal from that could lead to a major psychotic break, and it's lucky he went inward rather than outward. Yeah, pretty certain, though, got him on the black market. Obviously, didn't come through the, the military doctor. Well, America, you could probably just stroll into a civilian doctor. Yeah, and you'd probably have to... You couldn't go there for one consultation. And... Or an elderly relative with Alzheimer's. Yeah. Trust me, speaking as a recovering addict, admittedly not from pills, if you want them, you can get <laughs> And it's not that hard. It does explain, though, that perhaps when he got posted to Icarus, he took enough his tour. Yeah. That was it. You were probably expecting to return, perhaps at the same time as DJ. He probably had leave, but... Could be, yeah. We'll never know, because Josh Blacker leaves Stargate Universe. You've got to say, for a, for a minor character, he, he plays an incredibly pivotal role. <laughs> That's what you want, you know. Like, did you have much screen time? No, but my character led directly to this event and this event. Yeah, yeah you won't be forgotten. There's plenty of characters who have a, a decent scene, then we never see them again. It's the you know the recurring characters that keep popping up in the background. You, you see and see again a lot of the people on Twitter who I follow probably more closely than some of the main stars. They're only ever in one episode of Stargate SG One, but I remember the character. Yeah, that's Hathor these days. So I'm Braun. Mm. Uh, well, she did Panto last Christmas. She was, I think, she's doing a concert. <laughs> I think I'm still recovering from Tuesday. Okay then, folks, that was Stargate Universe Justice. We bid a fond farewell to Sergeant Spencer. Bye-bye. A fond farewell to uh, Nicholas Rush, <laughs> or do we? Tune in next week to find out, or maybe the week after, or the week after that, not giving too much away. But if anybody thinks that Robert Carlyle has left Stargate Universe, nah, I don't think so. He's too integral to the entirety of the story. At this point, if if you're going to get rid of uh, Nicholas Rush, it's got to be a bigger episode than that. Yeah. Got to be an epic episode. Coming in with something spoilery so you can cut this bit. Okay, fair enough. That, that is a spectacular exit. Uh, <laughs> I told you, I do remember stuff. It's not conscious recall, but when you said something, my my brain kind of threw that scene into my head. I'm like, oh yeah. Okay then. Now, I can't remember, is it season one where we end up opening up the bridge or is that the beginning of season two? Oh, the bridge of the ship. Oh, I honestly don't recall. I think that's season two. 
Well, I imagine it won't be for the next few episodes anyway. No. It's been that that long since I've... I haven't, like I say, I only watched Target Universe when it was, you know, when it broadcast live, so I was tuning in every week. And even though I've owned the series, I've never got around to watching it. This is my really first rewatch. And I'm pleased to say there's still things that surprise me. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would do, because I'm, I'm get, picking up stuff that I probably didn't first time around. Well, then, should we go through and watch the animated series? Since you've never watched it, you pick up on all things through that. <laughs> nope. Even I. And it was Brad, wasn't it? Brad chickened out. I don't believe he lost the DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> Who did I end up recording with? Was it Scott? Shane? Might be Shane, yeah. I had planned to do two episodes, but I could only manage one. It was just so very, very, very terrible. What did you say, Thomas? That it may get better after the first couple, you never know. <laughs> you never know, that is quite right. No, I don't believe it did. <laughs> Destiny took a few episodes at least warm up to the idea of, this is not your original start. Oh, you've no idea how awful it is. He's talking about Infinity again, folks. <laughs> okay, then, a little bit of trivia for this episode. Will Waring, the director, he directed 13 episodes of SG-1, 16 of Atlantis and 9 of Universe. He also directed Strange Empire, Dark Matter, Continuum, and he's doing at least one episode of the new series, Travellers. He also was the camera operator for 60 episodes of Stargate SG-1. Alan McCullough, the writer, 9 episodes of SG-1, 8 of Atlantis, and he only wrote this one episode of SGU. So this is the very final thing he wrote for Stargate. He has, however, written for Lost Girl, Cracked, Rain, Rookie Blue, and is a writer and executive producer of the series Private Eyes. Ah, all the trivia. This episode was originally going to be called Judgment, and Sergeant Spencer was the fifth fatality on the mission. Mm. Not counting everybody that blew up. Right. So they're doing quite well, really. I mean, after a couple of months, Battlestar had killed, what, 20,000, people? Easy. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of the point of Battlestar. They kept writing bloody number down. It did go up once. Yeah. Yes, there's a baby. Woo! Extra one. We're on a roll. And then it got bleak again. Uh, brown, white, with or without butter. What? You said we're on a roll. <laughs> okay then, folks, on that hilarious note... Look at the picture. In fact, include the picture of you would oh. in a tweet. Oh, it's you wearing an SG... Oh, Stargate t-shirt. Yes. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. Once again, we got some feedback from Mac over on our Google Plus page. Another good episode. It did in many ways make me laugh and sigh. Firstly, the slightly larger people. By now, wouldn't they be showing signs of some weight loss? Small diet, no fatty products or sugar. There would be an easy visual indication with these actors. This is something that bugs me not only with Stargate, but other shows like The Walking Dead. How is it possible to maintain the weight when you are on limited food? The actors should have been told, if you want the role, you'll need to shed a few pounds after the pilot, for immersion purposes. Now for the chair. Awesome idea bringing this into the series. I imagine if it was not used for downloading the knowledge, there may be a memory storage device, intended for the ancients if a crew member was about to die. Using it, or finding a way for it to be used, was a logical step for the crew. Overall, a good episode with solid character and story. Thanks again. We replied, the viewers are expected to suspend disbelief and that's easy with aliens and starships etc. But as you say, the basic mechanics of life, especially when they are front and centre plot-wise, should be addressed. Food and hygiene, darning socks was a nice touch, have to be addressed and as you say, the mineral and vitamin content, as well as the calorific value, should be made more of. On a slightly different tack, with certain characters enjoying sex, a lot, 
The other issues may need to be mentioned, or perhaps for all the brave new style of storytelling, some things are still not suitable for the sci-fi channel. On the plus side, great to have a same-sex relationship in the show. Maybe a cop-out for it to be Gurgle, but still more than Trek did at least until the latest movie. Mac returned. I agree with the same-sex story. It never bothered me. He also pointed out that there is more to a physical relationship than simple and basic copulation. Lots that can be done without the fear of pregnancy, and the other shows have, to various degrees, dealt with that or simply ignored it. Cheers, Mac, for the feedback. Appreciated. Next week, we are going to be taking a look at the episode Space. And here's the promo. What's happening? You weren't supposed to be down here. Do you have any idea what's going on here? Whoa! They're coming. We're all going to be taken. Go! You don't have any idea what you're up against. You can't stop it. What are you doing to me? Dial the gate. I'm dialing. We've got company. Like him on. Hey, first real space battle over here. Stargate Universe returns with all new episodes Friday, April 2nd at 9. Only on Sci-Fi. Imagine greater. Right, let's wrap up. Okay then, folks, thank you very much for joining us for Stargate Universe. Thomas, thank you very much for joining us. Of course, definitely. Hopefully, when you get your laptop back, the setup will be a lot easier and we know the audio quality will improve. Indeed. <laughs> Not the worst audio quality we've had on this show, though. That weren't my fault. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, th- I'm thinking back to the early days. Uh. Okay then, if you want to get in touch with us, and we'd love to hear from you, you can comment on any of our episodes or anything from Stargate as a whole. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the characters and episodes, etc. If you do fancy getting in touch with us, then you can do so via the contact form, which is on our website, which is at gatecast.co.uk. Or you can send us an email using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Google+, and are carried on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio. You'll find all the links on our website. If you have a minute, then a rating or review on either of those services would be most welcome. The standalone RSS feed, which lists every episode we've released, can also be found on our website, under Mission Reports. That link can be copied and manually added to a podcatcher, and will give you direct access on that device to all the shows, unlike iTunes, which only lists the previous 25. Okay then, folks, that was Stargate Universe. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Alan, Thomas, thank you very much. But for now, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. And Thomas. Take care, everybody, and bye-bye. 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 You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.